So good afternoon. Uh, again, thank you so much for being willing to be a part of Two Lifestyles Experience. And I'm excited that I get to interview you about some of the conversations that we talked about, about your willingness to give back and empower and inspire and also be a blueprint for the lives of the of others. One thing that stood out most to me is when you call, you kept calling. No, this is what I want to do. Hey, I'm the same lady who keep calling, want to volunteer. I want to volunteer. I want to volunteer. I want to volunteer. And so as a business owner, my job is to bring you in and see who you are so we can have a conversation because sometimes things just don't mesh, right? And so with that being said, um, I was pleased to speak with you and to know the fact that you do have a desire to give back because you have because you have a story. So tell me a little bit about why is it so important for you to, to come to a domestic violence program and help inspire other women? Well, thank you for having me. And um, to answer your question, it's important to me because I think that it's important for the world to understand the healing when you've been through such a traumatic situation is very important to your soul and to your mind and to your mind thinking. So for me, I have went through a lot of spiritual practices. I have found my strength and I feel that I need to share that with others. Question. So I know you've had a dramatic experience because you and I had the conversation, but there's listeners that don't know how to connect with you yet. What is the situation that you can share with them to say, hey, this is where I've been, because we know what you're doing now, but what was that dark place in your life that causes you to do what you do today? Okay, so basically when you get into a domestic violence situation, most people want to know where your parents were. And for me, my mother was incapable of taking care of me and I never really knew my father. And so I grew up with my grandmother for a little bit of time, then I went with my uncle, then I went into foster care, then I went back um, with my uncle's wife and I moved around. Although I had good households to be in, they raised me in more of a churchy type of manner. You know, I was raised in the church, I went uh, through everything, you know, the usher board, the prayer meetings, the youth board. I had a good foundation behind me. However, I ended up getting into a situation where if you, if you don't have a plan, right, set out for you, you don't have right. people behind you rooting for you, oh, I think you should do this. Opportunities, they look, they're distract, these distractions look like opportunities. Okay. You know, and I seen this guy as a 19 year old dreamer who wanted, was an aspiring person to be a model. I seen this guy as, as somebody that, why wouldn't he like me? Why wouldn't he want to be with me? Mm -hmm. The guy at the time, he had a lot of money, you know, he had Maybachs, he had, uh, you know, just all these fancy exotic cars. And he had a big mansion and, and so he, lied to me you know he told me that he was a producer I looked him up and it matched on the internet of what he was mm -hmm. and basically you know so I started dating him mm -hmm. 
my dating turned into an abusive relationship that he turned me on the drugs which was molly and which is a street name for mda which is also methamphetamine mm -hmm. and i became a really bad alcoholic really like i wasn't the type of alcoholic where it's like you're drinking and you have it under control mm -hmm. i was an angry drunk I was a chaotic drunk and I was making trouble for myself continuously. Mm -hmm. I have been to jail more times than possibly mm -hmm. anybody, you know? And I just, at the end, I was severely threatened by this man. And he is in prison now, but I just had to go through a lot where I felt like I was, if I didn't feel like I was gonna die, I wanted to die. Mm. So I just went through so much in pertaining to making a bad decision, a bad judgment call on a person. Makes sense. So what was helpful for you in getting out? My spirituality. My spirituality. I, I definitely could not have done anything without my spirituality. And what was challenging when you think about getting out? What was an obstacle? Like, oh my God, what, what do I do? How do I get out? What was that obstacle for you? The obstacle for me was fear. Mm. It was fear. It was my own fear because this man was threatening me mm -hmm. and he put a knife to my throat. It went that far. And I, I think that I was just in fear. I was in fear of what was gonna happen. I was in fear of what was gonna, and I didn't have any money. Mm. And I didn't have any money. So when I first, first got out of everything I had to go to the welfare office because I don't have any kids they only gave me $98 in food stamps so that was ch challenging I had to you know I was homeless I had to sleep in my car so if it wasn't fear it was the fact that I didn't have any money and I had spent a lot of time giving this man a whole lot of money mm -hmm. so if you can talk about the abuse that won't push you over the edge because sometimes these conversations can be very heavy what is the one thing that he done to you that you will never, ever, ever forget? I know there are several, but it's that one thing like, ah, what would that be? He emotionally changed me in my mind. He changed who I was. He changed the person I was. He stole my innocence. Mm -hmm. So he changed the person that I was. And to get that person back was very challenging and that was the worst part of it. If it wasn't the alcohol, I think that was, would have been the worst part. Just taking your identity, your beliefs, your values and shifting them to his perspective. And so you, you talked a little bit earlier about it being your spirituality that allowed you to tap into it. Uh, thank God for those things because sometimes when you have nothing else, you can escape in your mind and then attached get attached to whoever you serve, right? I think that that spirituality piece was so big because it was it was very helpful to me. On top of Tina Turner, right? So this is a trip because you shared this and I couldn't wait to go home and tell my husband. Anybody knows me know I love Tina Turner. I love what she stands for um, because it was so much that she went through and she endured and just willing and trying to figure this and making excuses for him. But at the end when she left, she only wanted to leave. And for me, I interpret that with my mind, right? She left with her, her, her name, 
I just want to leave with my mind because his prior uh, abusive relationship, she didn't have a mind. She mental health lost it, never came back. You know, so I got a chance to get out with my mind, just one thing, my mind. And because I had my mind, I was able to link spiritually, right? And that's what keep me going. What's the one thing that you would share with a woman today that could hear from you? And I want you to tell it to her. Look at what you are to this world and find out what your true meaning is here. We're all here for a particular purpose. To get into a domestic violence relationship, whether it's verbally, physically, mentally, it's not something that you were put here to do. And that's an absolute fact. You have to find your strength and you have to find something in this world, if it's not gonna be spirituality, that's gonna push you forward. And I wanna add uh, a couple more forms of abuse. Um, the spirituality, um, because we have that in common. That was the, the one thing that no one can take from us. They can't shift it, bend it, move it, anything. It's, it's our connection to our strength, to our rock, to our the God that we serve. And the next one is the financial abuse, because you mentioned that a couple of times, like not having not having money, right? Not having a way to get out. And because so many times we're in a relationship, and, 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 and again, when you think of that abusive relationship, you're thinking that women are really just the backbone of most things, right? And then when we're not okay, nothing around us is okay. And so when we're getting in these relationships and we're trying to mother these men that probably need mothers and not us as their mothers, it kind of drains us of that spirituality. And, and then I know for me, my light got dim. At one point in the relationship, I was like, I believe in God because I had my grandmother's God first. You know, when we talk about, because this will be under the spirituality clip, I had my grandmother's God. And... I went to church with Granny every weekend. You know, back in the days, you'd get pinched if you're sleeping in the church, and you know, the pastor up there preaching, and you've not, and you, before you know, somebody pinch you, and then a pinch come from way over there, and she, they pinch you on down the line, and wake up, you at church, and you know, always praying to God, always being nice to people, you know, always doing the right thing, that integrity that comes with the biblical walk, and all of these different things. And then you get abused and raped and molested and abused and raped and molested. And then it's like, okay, what is this purpose? If there is a God, why am I going through this? Because he knew that we will serve the way we serve in today. That's what I believe. I believe he knew because he knew way before I did that. I will be where I am right now sharing this story to bring a life for other families, right? And so that spirituality, when it went down, I had an opportunity and it wasn't my choice. It was the choice of the drug treatment program that I was in. They stripped me from my jewelry, my makeup, my hair, my nails, all of the flashy things that I used to wear before I got in this spiritual piece that I have of being okay with being me. Um, they stripped me from that. But then I had a chance to really sit down and look at God because everything else was gone. The kids was gone, the man was gone, the house was gone, the car was gone, my jewelry was gone, my clothes was gone. Ah, wasn't nothing but me and God. So that was my opportunity to tap into that. What moment in your life did you have that aha is nothing but me and God? Tell me about that experience. Um, well, I got with a spiritual 
team per se. I found some spiritualists, a team of spiritualists. And what I found was answers because I was raised a Christian. I was when and um, I'm I've now converted to being Judaism or being a Jew. And um, what I found was the chakra systems, right? So you have these chakra systems from the root chakra to the crown chakra. And what they are, are memory banks. And they hold memories all the way to, from when you were born. You know, things that we don't remember. And by going in and taking the proper methods, you can clean them out. You can clean out these memory banks and you can make yourself stronger. Because other than that, other than you going in and redoing your energy, right? Mm -hmm. Re reoccurring your energy, you'll have the same PTSD triggers. I went through a lot of PTSD. So for me, I had been in jail a lot of times. There was times where I couldn't sleep because if it would get too cold, I would freeze up. And I went through so much PTSD. So I went through counseling. I went through, you know, meditate. I did it all to find ways to heal myself. And so, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a healer. I've healed myself and I can heal others. Understanding what I know as far as the systems of the energy goes within the body. So I, I like the conversation about tapping into childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. And um, although, although I've experienced the healing on a different perspective, I think it's still the same. It's mm -hmm. still healing, right? And, and, and I, I appreciate that because when we get to go within who we are, and it's that little wounded girl that's an inside. That's where my wounded girl comes from, from six years old. And when I think about it, I mean, I do this exercises, um, um, uh, helping the girl within. Because so many times that little girl is still stuck in the corner with trauma, with situations. No mama, no daddy, drugs and alcohol, domestic violence, all of these things. And then you grow up to become this beautiful exterior woman when interior is so many traumas that's there and they're just leveled like a lasagna just one after another and here at two lifestyles i pride myself in getting in the trenches with the girls i mean i have a connection with most of my girls the ones that i don't have a really strong connection with is the ones that are really new and we i can't get in there because i hug them and heart to heart that's that's mm. so important to me mm. yes. and when you're hugging them heart to heart you, that energy, energy synergy starts to to flow between the two of us, right? And so I think that that piece is so important that we recognize that we go within and we find out where all of this trauma centers so we can get down to that exact trauma and that experience. And then the healing part for me was a lot of the forgiving. I had a hard time forgiving myself for a lot of the things that I allowed to happen in my life. So although I was working in treatment and supporting and empowering other women, there were still areas in my life where I didn't forgive myself. Um, because I was like, oh, whatever. And then once I tapped into the methodology of forgiving yourself for every single thing, then I started seeing a different type of healing. 
because it went after each individual situation versus I forgive myself for being a drunk, right? That's different. I had to forgive myself for getting drunk and busting the window when my son's face got cut. I had to forgive myself for getting drunk, walking down the street. I had to work through that in the step work in the pen, writing it down, journaling it, talking about it, processing. So I love how you mentioned being able to heal myself and going back to help heal others. Yes. That yes. is a divine assignment and it's also a responsibility, right? Yes. It's a major responsibility. When you have the life of others in your hand, although I'm not God, so I'm not going to say I don't have others, life of others in my hand, but what I am, and I'm a humble servant, and he chose me, and I said yes. I said yes. I'm willing. And for 23 years, I, I would save so often that not suffering, because I don't suffer. I'm not suffering. But I don't get to do some of the things that I thought I wanted to do until now i'm at a place right now i really didn't want to do that i really wanted to do this right here you know and so what is that one thing as we close that you just it, i don't know maybe i didn't ask this question maybe you feel led to say it just a burning desire what would you share with all of these women who get to hear your story and hear your strength again um it would have to be the spirituality for me, it's absolutely spirituality because I figured out, I heard you say that I'm not a God. I kind of, you know, disagree with that. I think we're That's all fine. gods, you know? Um, and when we figure out that we are gods, we no longer can play this role that we don't have the strength to do everything, you know? So my spirituality is very important understanding that you have a voice is very important and understanding that you're being abused is very important however you're being abused a lot of people don't want to speak out they want to keep it tucked underneath and just say oh that happened to me but i can get over it that's not the way we need each and every voice especially from women we need to create a cohesiveness between women to where we all understand that we have a safe place to come out and tell our truth and to say this happened to me and I'm not going to let it happen to others and I just encourage people to step up and, and tell their stories and say I've been abused emotionally physically mentally so that you can start your healing Financially and spiritually. Yes. Don't forget those things. Very, very important. Because taking the money, abusing each other, you know, allow, not allowing me to worship the God that I choose to worship, all that is, is a form of abuse. Yes. So thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful day. Take care.